The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How good is that? That verse speaks uh, so deeply, I think, into where we are. Again, I'm Eric Wakeling, pastor here at Calvary Church, and up here with Matt Doan. Yes, yes, excited to be with you, Calvary. Uh, I was talking to Brian Geis earlier, and we need this. Yeah. We need an opportunity just to gather together in the midst of just what has been a crazy week, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. And I know for me, I've been pretty sort of even had like moments of stress and anxiety and just feeling, I don't know, probably you are all having moments where you're feeling like, like that as well, whether that's with your job or with health or just being able to provide or just the sort of the moment has right. like anxiety like around it. I, yeah. how, how have you felt with that? Yeah, similar. Uh, I've had moments of peace, feeling like God's right here and I'm good and we're good. Yeah. And then I've had moments of just kind of anxiety and kind of freaking out. It was I think it was Tuesday night, I woke up at 2 a.m. and I was just wide awake and yeah. thinking about all the what ifs of our world, of our church and of my family. And so it was an anxious moment. So I've had moments like that of high and then kind of moments of low. It's, really, it's a roller coaster. It is. And I feel like we're, we get something new, it feels like, in the news <laughs> every yeah. hour, every day. And, and I think that's part of it is because you keep getting these bombardments of mm -hmm. what you're feeling. And obviously, I think for a lot of people, the, like the financial impact is huge. Mm -hmm. The impact on our health potentially is, is mm -hmm. scary. And, and so we have all of that. And, and then, just missing each other, right? Well, like, yeah. Yeah. And like church is going to be different. <laughs> Yeah. for a while and and that's where I think church is probably for a lot of you is and I know it is for me is where we come and kind of have that sense of of grounding and of and restoring and seeing these people that we love and we're in the midst of like the battle each week of of right. work and all the stresses and we come here to kind of have relief of that and right. so I know for me when it comes to passages of scripture when I was thinking about what are we going to focus in on what will we talk about this week. Psalm 23 yeah. that we just heard in that video. Psalm 23 is what has stood out to me is just oh, speaking into every yes. moment yeah. of this, you know, where it's speaking into the uh, provision, the anxiety, mm -hmm. the, the fears, the, the peace, the perspective, and, right. and how do we look to God? Yeah, it's such a familiar passage to all of us, Psalm 23, and yet in this moment, it breathes new life in yeah. a sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I want to allow it to breathe new life into you as we just read through it again. And you can read along in your Bible or you can even just kind of close your eyes and allow these words to, to wash over you. All right, let's, let's read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
Think about that in the light of all the way of the things that we're thinking about in this moment. And uh, as you're hearing the rest of this verse, just everything that we're thinking about and dealing with now, think of these words that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Such good words. And uh, obviously, even today as we're, we're doing this, Matt and I are, we're preaching up here, we're talking, to, you know, we're, it's funny, we're, we're in this sort of empty, mostly empty room, except for a few people making the service happen. Yes, not what they taught us in seminary, right? <laughs> no, and, and we're wanting to just kind of have a little bit of a conversation with each other no. and with all of you and, and, and just kind of knowing that this is a different thing and a different time. But as I think about uh, this passage of Psalm 23, it's that some of the kind of what I'm drawing from it is that the Lord leads us to places of peace, mm-hmm. right? That, that God leads us to that peaceful place. Let's read even the first few verses again together. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes us, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And, and part of this is, I think that I shall not want is yeah. this. <laughs> when you think about the moment we're in. And, yeah, and very all, appropriate. Right, yeah. all of the hoarding and then freaking out. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's sort of easy to bash. Right. Like the people that are kind of panic buying and, and some of that, you know, yep. or people hoarding in inappropriate ways. But I've been feeling some of that yeah. sort of primal need to provide for my family. How's right, that, right. How's that yeah, we were... Marie asked me to go get um, some hamburger buns at Albertsons right down the street from church. And I went there kind of innocently looking for them. And there was literally <laughs> just these little tiny rolls that had mold on them was the last, there was one piece, one loaf left yes. uh, at that point. And kind of that feeling of, did you buy them? Uh, <laughs> tempted to. No, no, I know, I know. But, but that yeah. lack, right? And so feeling that lack. And so Psalm 23, in a sense, I read this this week that a lot of people like having Psalm 23 on their tombstones, mm. but they don't like having it in their lives because what it means is that we're at a place where we're worried about what we're going to have. Yeah. And yet God reminds us here, right? Yes, exactly. And so God reminding us that we shall not lack anything, that our shepherd provides for us everything that we need. And I think those words of, of uh, you won't lack anything, I shall not want. I mean, it's like, it's almost one of those words where you feel like, really? Like, is that actually possible? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was looking at this, this verse and kind of studying a little bit more about it. And, and it, it says, he makes us lie down in green pastures. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, well, I'm not a... What do you mean? Like, I don't want to go lie down in the grass. Not a lot of green, not a lot of green pastures here in Orange County. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it says like, what lies down in a green pasture is a sheep that has eaten its fill. That's good. Uh, a sheep that uh, 
doesn't, the sheep that's still hungry or still needs it is yes. con- continuing to eat and walk around and look for that. But, right. but God leads us to that place where we can just lie down in peace that's and good. that we've had our fill from him. And so that's, that's what um, God provides for us. Uh, even Matthew 6.33, I think, is a really mm-hmm. poignant verse when you look at this in the New Testament way. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Yeah. We have a lot of all these things right now, right. you know, mm-hmm. and I think we're concerned about a lot of things that we feel like we need. And, mm-hmm. and they're, they're real. They're sure. genuine. It's yeah. not that these things aren't real. But God still says to us in the midst of that, seek first his kingdom. And so we have our eyes fixed on Jesus. We have our eyes fixed on what he would have for us. We, we consider how we can be that good neighbor, that light for the gospel mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then all of the other things will God be added provides. to us. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But trust is, is hard. Mm-hmm. Trust is really hard. And so God also says that he leads us to quiet waters, that quiet place in all of the chaos of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing about sheep is as he leads us to those quiet waters, a sheep will just sort of walk by mm-hmm. waters. You know, if he's walking by water, mm-hmm. he's, his thirst has been quenched. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's drinking or she's drinking, then she's needing that. And mm-hmm. kind of what we recognize is that our, our ultimate thirsts yeah. have been quenched mm-hmm. by God. And I don't know, I was thinking about this of just like, what are we thirsting for? I was kind of like, what do you feel like we're thirsting for in this cultural moment? Yeah, I know, like a lot of us, I've been thirsting for information this week. Yeah. Uh, my screen um, has this little thing where it tells you how long you've been on this week. And <laughs> I've broken all kinds of social media records in my own life this week of trying to find more information or have they found a, um, a cure yet? Or, or what's the re- latest press release? And in fact, I read this from uh, the governor of New York, uh, Cuomo, who said that that, um, you know, the virus is one thing, but probably even more contagious than the virus right now is our fear. Mm-hmm. And I think some way I've been trying to th- fill my thirst with information and thinking that's going to push away my fear. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So we're, we're thirsting for that relief, yeah. right? That relief of the fear, that sort of release of the anxiety. Because I've I felt that myself too, you know, mm-hmm. just that kind of can you get a breath and you just realize you're kind of inundated with too much. And so there's probably some good practices. You know, we've talked a little bit about this even on our podcast that Mm -hmm. we did this last week. And uh, we want to release another podcast this next Mm -hmm. week that uh, of Annie Ganahl talking about anxiety, kind of just how to deal with anxiety. Some coping measures. Yeah, some coping measures. And we've got some good ones for us, I think, in that, whether Mm -hmm. that's you know, kind of just taking a deep breath and holding it in and releasing it. But I think mm-hmm. a lot more even is, is focusing on Jesus. We, yes. we sang that song, Tremble. Yeah, and I love that song. That's a song that I love to sing almost when I'm scared. I've kind of, it's been a song for me this last year mm-hmm. of when I've been fearful or kind of lonely or mm-hmm. uh, just maybe even feeling a little bit far from God mm-hmm. and just saying, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Hmm. You silence fear. Yeah. And you're just crying out that name of Jesus. And if there's anything you can do, just like just crying that out. And so I'll just sort of sing the initial line quite a bit when it comes hmm. to that song of just reminding myself who brings me that relief, who takes me to quiet water. Yes. And, you know, we thirst too, I think, for connection, right? Mm-hmm. We're missing even that connection here in this room. And mm-hmm. we're trying, we want to have that online and we're trying to do that through Zoom and all these weird ways. Right. But, but we thirst for that. Yeah. And I think Jesus quenches 
that. Amen. Um, and, and then this verse, the kind of the next part is it talks just about God, the shepherd, the good shepherd, restoring our soul, restoring mm. the parts of us mm-hmm. that kind of feel broken or feel mm-hmm. messed up in, in the midst of this time. And mm. I want to encourage all of you that are out there, you know, maybe even as you're tuning into this and you haven't been coming to church or you're just kind of wanting to look for something, maybe you've wandered from God and that God as the good shepherd comes to you. And even right now in this moment, he is drawing you in and saying, I will heal and restore those parts of you that are broken. That's what our good shepherd does. A lot of us are kind of broken from our fear Mm -hmm. and from uh, just all this economic stress, mm-hmm. I think, is a really real mm-hmm. part for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And God comes in and says, I will heal some of those broken parts. Yes. And what I love too is like, is that God is powerful enough to do that, right? Mm-hmm. It kind of leads into this next segment, right? That God's powerful enough. Yeah. Um, even just thinking too, the idea of what false shepherds are being exposed during this season? The mm. false shepherd of financial security, yeah. the false shepherd of I have my calendar planned out for the next six months. <laughs> yeah, I all that's kind of, of been blowing yeah. up in all of this season. Yeah. And so, yeah, who is our true shepherd? Who's the one that we're coming to for healing? Mm. And then look at verse four. This mm. is so good. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Hmm. And I think there's this sense right now as we're all in a valley uh, that we don't feel God. Where, where is God in this moment? Mm-hmm. Um, now we know that he doesn't give us evil. Um, that this is an evil thing. Coronavirus is an evil thing. It's part of our broken, sinful world. Yes. Um, that this is the reason that this happens. So God's not evil. He didn't give it to us. Um, and God allows it. And so there's kind of this feeling in the valley of, well, where is the Lord? Where is God yeah. in all of this? In verse four is just an obvious, but such powerful reminder to us that God is with us, even in the valleys. Um, I read this quote from Gary Bauer this week that said, many of us are going through some version of quarantine. That's all of us. <laughs> but uh, as we know, God is not quarantined. Wherever there is pain, suffering, anxiety, and even death, God is there. Yeah, and it's interesting how this is one of those uh, not if, but when kind of verses, Mm -hmm. right? Because we are going to be in that valley of the shadow of death at some point, even Mm -hmm. though I walk, he says, he's already Mm -hmm. walking in that valley. And so we're in that valley. It's not that God says, oh, you won't have valleys, right? but, but when you do, I'm with you. Yes, and yeah. so just church, be reassured of that again this morning as we, the sheep, uh, we have the Lord who's walking with us, the good shepherd in this valley. Romans chapter eight, uh, also a familiar passage to many of us, uh, beginning in verse 38 and 39 says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hmm. The coronavirus cannot separate us from the presence and the love and the power Amen. of God. Amen. Amen. That's Amen. Right. <laughs> um, you were speaking of uh, the song Tremble. And I think this 
I just encourage all of us to be surrounding ourselves with worship through music. It's such a great um, balm <laughs> to yeah. our anxiety during yeah. this season. Uh, a song that's helped me in this time, um, maybe you've heard of a guy named Torin Wells, and he uh, has written a song called Hills and Valley. And it's actually in our, our um, sermon notes this morning, if you want to look it up later, it's on YouTube. But I love the lines that he writes in Hills and Valleys. He says, on the mountains I will bow my life to the one who set me there. In the valley I will lift my eyes to the one who sees me there. When I'm standing on the mountain, I didn't get there on my own. When I'm walking through the valley, I am not alone. God, you are the God of the hills and the valleys. Mm, and so this is truth. And this just kind of hit home in a real way last night. Um, we have a few Calvary members who have come down with the coronavirus. Um, and we've been praying through with them and trying to support them in different ways. And last night, one of our members was admitted to the hospital and was in a pretty serious um, condition. Yeah. And, uh, and I was texting him this truth hmm. that you are not alone, even though you're in this room where everyone's gowned up and none of your family can be in the room with you. You are not alone. Yeah. The Lord is your shepherd. Mm -hmm. He is with you in this valley. Yes. And that's true whether we're in the hospital bed or whether we're in our living room right now. Yeah, and, and with that, we believe in a God of miracles. Mm -hmm. We believe in a God that can work signs yes. and wonders. Yeah. And I think these are the kind of moments, it's not just when we're in the easy everyday parts of life, when we see God working signs and wonders, mm -hmm. it is when we are most reliant, most dependent, and most mm -hmm. crying out to him. And so mm -hmm. may this be that kind of moment where you say, God, powerful God, work signs and wonders, Amen. work Amen. miracles. Amen. Let us see your hand at work and may that bring the relief that we ask for, but also maybe even more, no, not maybe, more importantly, yes. yeah. may it bring glory to your name Amen. and for more people to trust in you. Yep. Side note with that, we do want you to know that uh, with those couple people who we know that do have coronavirus, we've really looked into it. They have not been to Calvary at all around any of our people since mm -hmm. having that. So just for you to know that, it's like kind of an important detail, but right, it's, yeah. it's real. Yeah. yeah, and that even brings up again the fear <laughs> that we have, all have during this moment. Mm -hmm. And part of what even the text here is that the presence of God drives out the fear that we have in yeah. the valley. First John 4:18 says, perfect love casts out fear. Our God is a perfect loving God and his presence drives fear from, it doesn't mean that it's not normal to be afraid, even as we're just kind of talking totally about, yeah. but his presence drives away fear. And even just maybe a, a random story that just came to mind this week for me of, of this being true is uh, a couple years ago, I smelt gas in our front yard. And so began to investigate and I went to the meter and I opened up the meter and I could smell that the gas was coming out of our gas line uh, on the sidewalk. And so being um, a pastor and... <laughs> And not someone not that's good handy. with my hands. Not super handy. I put my hand down on the pipe that went into the meter and I just shook it. And I don't know what I was trying to do right there. That's how Stop. we fix things. Yeah, <laughs> shake it. And the pipe broke off in my hand. Oh. And all of a sudden you're smelling more gas and you can hear it going. And I just panicked, Eric. I was freaking out. <laughs> yeah. And so we called 911 and I'm feeling like I'm gonna blow up the entire neighborhood, yeah, yeah. blow up my house. And, and one of the most comforting moments was hearing the sirens <laughs> off in the distance, knowing 
that the fire department was coming my way. And as the sirens were getting closer and closer, my fear and anxiety began to diminish, just knowing that help was on the way. Yeah. And if I could even yeah. just kind of turn that into a spiritual analogy, yeah. that's our Lord, right? Yeah. Is that fear is going to come up. That's just normal for what's happening right now in our world and our cities and in our families. And yet help is here. Hmm. It's not just on the way. Mm -hmm. It's here. God's presence is available to us. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. I agree. And that's, I felt so much that, that way of longing for that relief and longing mm -hmm. for that rescuer. Yeah. And that's who God is. Like Amen. God is that rescuer. And so Amen. we have to cry out to him. And what's so cool is how God is that strong yes. rescuer. And, and even this verse gives us a couple little uh, analogies or, or tools of God right. to using, look into. Using the motif as a shepherd, the yeah. rod and the staff. And I found this, uh, it's just in the Hebrew, but I found this from Moran Rosenblatt, one of our beloved Calvary missionary partners. Uh, he had listed this on his blog and I really liked it. It's the idea that a rod represents strength and power and authority. And it's like a scepter that a king would hold. Um, yeah. And then the staff in the, in the original language can represent um, something to lean on. Hmm. And so even this picture of God right now for us, the good shepherd who's powerful, who has authority, who's strong, yeah. and yet at the same time is tender and we're able to like lean on him. Yes. I just love that image. I love that right too. There. And I, I also feel like those, those words kind of speak to me of the rod is like the protector of mm -hmm. God. And that's what I imagine. I mean, whether maybe it's with his uh, sling, but yeah. David, you know, as a boy and he says he, when he's wanting to go fight Goliath right. and he's trying to convince the King Saul mm -hmm. to, to let him go do it. And he's like, I killed lions and yeah. bears. You know, I did that with my bare hands. So it's like his rod his staff's kind of for guidance, yes. for, for protecting, for, but for, yeah. like, for actual like the shepherding and yes. guiding the, the sheep. It's yeah. pretty cool. So that's our God that yes. we can know personally. And then I love, I always have to include a Tim Keller quote. <laughs> there you go. One of my it's favorite. Good. It's good. But it's in your sermon notes as well. But Keller, when writing uh, about here at Psalm 23, he says these words. God has a celebration meal with us, not after we finally get out of the dark valley, but in the middle of it in the presence of our enemies. He wants us to rejoice in him in the midst of our troubles. Is our shepherd out of touch with reality? Hardly. Jesus is the only shepherd who knows what it's like to be a sheep. He understands what we're going through and will be with us every step of the way, even through death itself, where all other guides turn back. That's good. It's so good. And... So then as this passage continues, God, is, as he kind of always does, I think, in the scripture, helps us to get a, a new perspective, right? A different perspective, an eternal perspective. And that eternal perspective is what can sustain us. So let's look at those last couple verses again, verse 5 and 6, where he says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You've anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so it's that eternal perspective that helps us in the now. That eternal perspective, uh, you know, is supposed to help us 
here. Like we don't just wait till we go to heaven. We don't just wait for the afterlife. We don't just wait till there's no more crying or pain, but that eternal perspective is here now. And he even says here that there's this table, this table uh, prepared in the presence of enemies. And right now we have this enemy of coronavirus. We have a table of provision. It's a symbol of blessing, of feasting, of family, of friends, of, yeah. of all the things we feel like we're sort of missing right now. Right. You know, that, that table is that celebration that we're longing for. And I can't wait till we have these moments of celebration together yes. where when this is, is over and we're able to gather again, I think it's going to be so rich. I'm only two uh, weeks into this, but can you imagine how great that first Sunday yeah. is going to be when we're all back together? We already together? want it so much. And we already want it so much. And But again, that table is there in the midst of the struggle, in yeah. the presence yeah. of the enemies. That table's there. And then he says, my cup runs over, right? My cup runs over as in the, in the scriptures, especially in the Old Testament, but you get this symbol of that cup of wine as a, that symbol of God's blessing and God's provision. And it's just, it's not just full, it's just spilling out everywhere. And I was thinking of a kind of modern illustration of this nowadays. It's almost like my Purell runs over or my toilet paper roll is eternally flowing, right? I don't know. So the pasta aisle has plenty of pasta, uh, whatever, like whatever yeah. that is for us. I know that's like, we kind of have to laugh. That's great. Yeah. I mean, we have to laugh. And I think the, yeah. the gift of this moment has been the funny memes that we've gotten that kind of <laughs> can bring some relief. But, yeah. but that's true that we have this, this symbol that God will be the one that provides for us in it. And I like this thought where it was this, that because of this table and this overflowing cup, I can be as generous yeah. as my shepherd, mm. even in times of unknown or the fear of it running out. Yes. Like I can be as generous as my God. I can be as generous as God calls me to be. Yes. And, and sure, we talk about giving in church, but it's so much more than that. It's right. about sharing with your neighbor, yeah. um, caring for those that you know that are in need. Yeah. I mean, even like speak to a little bit of what we're trying to do, right? Yeah, so we're just... It's dark, right? It's dark in our world. Mm -hmm. People are scared. And yet Christians are called to be light to the world. So this moment yeah. is so opportunistic yes. for us and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we have a card that you can actually print out at home. It's on our website uh, that you could just even pass out to your neighbors, letting them know if you're able that you can help with needs, uh, that you're here to pray for them. You can point them towards uh, even some of the things that we're doing here online. Um, so that's just one way that we're reaching out. We've called uh, over 700 seniors that are connected to our church yeah. in the past few days, which has been so exciting it's to even just yeah. touch base with people, find out what needs are um, needing to be met. And we've gotten to meet several needs over the last few days of yeah. some of our seniors who aren't able to get out or, or don't want to get out at this point. Right. And we anticipate that a lot of you probably aren't even feeling the need yet. Maybe you kind of do, but I, we think that maybe in a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. people are going to really start feeling that need more. And so seriously hear this, okay? Mm -hmm. Hear that we have a group of people, like 30 plus people that want to help run an errand or meet a need. Yeah. And so not asking them for help is making them lonely and sad. Like they want to help. Right? <laughs> so you would help them by saying you have a need. I think a lot of us feel like yeah. this, it's not like a bad pride, but we feel like oh, I can do this. I can Someone take else care. is worse off than me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we want to be able to help you. So and we want to even have you help your neighbor, but also even for us, if there's a neighbor that you can't help that, that maybe we, uh, have some folks that could. So yeah. we want to be that for you. But so this is not just the, the blessing now. So we talked about that, that blessing now, but it's that this sense of this eternal 
mm-hmm. eternal perspective mm-hmm. that God has a home yeah. for us with him Amen. for eternity. Amen. Uh, John 14, one through three, it says this, do not let your hearts be troubled. <laughs> That's pretty mm-hmm. poignant, right? Yeah. As uh, Jesus says this to his disciples, but he says, believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many dwelling places. That God has created a home for you with him forever. These actually are kind of like add-ons to God's house. Mm-hmm. It's kind of really what they'd mm-hmm. refer to it as. It's like a little extra room being added on to God's house. Mm-hmm. So God is adding on rooms to his house for you to live with him. Mm-hmm. And he says, if it were not so, I would have told you. Mm-hmm. For I go, Jesus says, to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. We know that we can be with God. We know that God is preparing that place. And we know that no matter what comes our way, even if this goes the ultimate worst for us, that we have an eternal dwelling place in the presence of God forever. And there is no fear because our good shepherd has done that for us. And if you're watching now and you don't have the assurance that heaven is your home, We just want to invite you right now through this screen. The Lord is with you in your living room. Just reach out to the Lord. Reach out to God and say, God, I'm a sinner who doesn't deserve anything. Actually, I deserve hell. But because of what you've done, Jesus, to come into this world, to die on the cross, to shed your blood for my sins, uh, to overcome death and overcome and conquer sin. You're alive today, Jesus. I believe this in this moment. And I ask you to be the Savior, the Lord, the Shepherd of my life. So you can do that right now, just simply in your own way, in your own words, and you can have the assurance of what exactly yeah. this passage is talking about, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. Even like a couple of verses later, right there, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, mm. and the life. Mm. No one comes to the Father but through me. And so we look to Jesus, we place our trust in him. And so we encourage all of you in this, that I think Psalm 23 is just so good. It's, great. it's so good that yes. God guides us to these places of peace, that God is strong and he's strong enough to be yes. able to come through for what we need and what we don't even realize we need mm-hmm. in this moment. And that mm-hmm. when we have that eternal spec- perspective, mm-hmm. that when we have that perspective, God will sustain us in the midst of our fears. Amen. Um, we want to encourage you that there's some discussion questions even on this outline that we have that if you're with a group of people or you're going to meet in a group uh, or if you want to even just kind of journal through these on your own, you can find them at calvarylife.org live. Uh, but what we want to do to close out this time is we want to have a little time of guided prayer mm-hmm. that we're going to walk you through uh, just a time of praying through some of these things for, for people, for, for needs, just for our world. And so let's, let's just take that pause and take that breath and begin to pray. And so what I ask for you to do is to, to close your eyes in this moment. You won't need to see anything on the screen. We'll guide you through this. But we want to pray, and so we will pray and then ask you to join in in little moments of praying for these things as well. So let's pray together. Almighty God, we need your rod and your staff, your strength to bring us comfort. Encourage you right now to ask God to be that comforter in your life. And Lord, we pray 
for some groups of people that we need to have your will, your wisdom, your strength, your discernment, God. And so we pray now for our government leaders, our president, our vice president, the governors around our country, the others that have a role in this, Lord. We pray that you would make them selfless, make them wise, make them be able to see things that they couldn't see themselves, but you bring them spiritual discernment to know what our country needs in this moment. Lord, we wanna lift up um, all of the health officials around the world, um, here in the United States, locally in California and here in Orange County. God, give these men and women wisdom uh, as they forecast the future, as they green light or say okay to certain drugs and um, prescriptions, that God, as they um, set policy for all of us, Lord, may you give them grace mm -hmm. and strength and unity mm -hmm. and wisdom. And God, we lift up uh, all the frontline um, responders here, Lord, from our police officers to our fire departments, to the heroes that are in the hospitals and clinics right now, our nurses, our doctors, our techs. God, I pray for protection that you would allow them not to be sick, that you'd allow them to do their jobs well. I pray for their families who may be worrying about them on the front lines of, of this epidemic, God. May you um, give them peace. And God, may you allow each, um, each person, each doctor, each nurse and beyond to see every single patient as made in your image, as valuable to you. Mm. So God, we lift up these workers to you. Mm -hmm. And Lord, we, we pray for those struggling with finances, with their businesses, with employment. God, this is a very real stress and it's a very real need. And so God, I pray for your provision. I pray for trust. I pray for your peace that surpasses all understanding to come upon people who are very concerned for their livelihood. Would you pray for them even right now? Lord, we pray for those that are, that are suffering with this virus already. Lord, we pray for those that are, that are sick, that are having symptoms or even just sick in other ways and the impact on the health system is affecting their care. God, I pray for them, for healing, for peace, for them to be known and loved and not feel completely alone. God, may you meet them with their needs now. And God, I pray for all of us that have anxieties and fears. We pray that we would look to you, the good shepherd, and we pray for quiet waters and green pastures. I pray for our thirst to be quenched and our hunger to be met. Lord, I pray that we would look to you. And so in this time, as a church, as a city, as a county, as a state, as a country, and even as a world, we are bonded together in a new way. 
And so we look to you, God, for, for all things. And we pray, Lord, for signs and wonders and miracles to take place that the world may know you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And so as we transition here, stay with us for a little longer because we're going to have a chance to be able to hear from, from a song. It's a song about the goodness of God and for you to be able to kind of just let the words of this song, to let the tone of this song just minister to you. And so even not, you can sing along, but it's not even so much as that. I'd love for you just to allow this song to bring you peace that we have a God that is not just strong and powerful, but a God that is good and a God that is still good. So let's hear this together. It's running after, it's running after me. 
And so that's uh, what we want. We want to continue to look to our good, good shepherd. And uh, it's been a great morning for us and great to be able to be part of this together. And so I just want to continue to encourage you that uh, to stay connected, to stay connected as much as you can throughout uh, this week and these upcoming weeks that we want us to be able to be together in these ways that we are. And so one of those things, again, if you haven't yet, we'd love for you to fill out the card. And we want to make sure that you're finding out about all the different opportunities that we have to connect and how we can pray for you. Also to remind you that maybe you've been on Facebook or you've been on YouTube for this part, but at calvarylife.org slash live, there's all sorts of just other resources and next steps and things for you there that you can check out with a printed outline and, and ways to give, um, all of that. So just make sure you're finding out more about what we have going. We'd love for you to be part of uh, the life groups, the youth ministry stuff that's gonna just be happening really soon right now. So make sure young people, you tune in there and be part of that. Uh, we'd love to be able to pray for you. We'd love to serve you and help you. So please email ask at calvarylife.org uh, and we would love to uh, let us know what your needs are and we would love to help meet those needs. And again, you can give by mail, by text or online there at calvarylife.org slash give. So thank you so much for being part of this morning. And uh, let me pray for all of us uh, as we head out to the rest of our day. Uh, Almighty God, we, we seek you. We need you. We always need you, Lord, but I think we're extra aware of our need for you now. Thank you that you are a God that brings your blessing, your provision, your peace, your salvation, both in the hills and the valleys, God. So prepare yourself to receive this blessing from the Lord that he has for you now. And even as you prepare your heart, recognizing that when he says he will keep you, that means he will guard you and protect you. When he says he will bring you peace, that is supernatural. So receive this supernatural protection and peace from the Lord now as this blessing is prayed over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you 
and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance to you and may he bring you peace. It is in the powerful name of Jesus, the good shepherd that we pray, amen. Thank you so much for being part of this worship service today. See you soon.